the Deep Rooted podcast. We're Jeff and Rochelle, and we are in the middle of a series on church and uh, <laughs> something that we're really passionate about, uh, something that we've had mm-hmm. two decades of experience in leading. I mean, wow. we've gone to Two church. decades already. We both have gone to church for... More than two decades. We're older than 20, if you didn't know. Um, I know it doesn't look like <laughs> it for me. But hey, and for you. But as far as for leadership goes, and uh, so we talk about complaining, and that was an interesting one. (laughs) It was good. How to complain? I want to, you know, I want people to be equipped how to complain. And then we talked about the real heroes. Yes. Of ministry, I'm super passionate about that. Pastors, kids, I'm just telling you, it's really important to highlight them. They are really, mm-hmm. truly heroes. And yes. today we're going to go into the glimpse of the life of a pastor's wife. Yes. And I even hesitate to do that title a little mm-hmm. bit because I, I do want you to kind of know who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe in women in ministry as well yes. being called. And so um, it's like we could say pastor's spouse. Right. And we'd be totally accurate. Uh, it's just we have experience in the fact that there's been seasons where maybe I didn't work at the church all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm still considered your wife. Uh, even <laughs> yes, you she, are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> even though I'm ordained and also on staff at our church. And so it's complicated. <laughs> it is. It is. I don't know. We were even worried, like, how to even share that. So I maybe I overshared. Well, I, no, I was, to be honest, I was worried, too. I didn't want to come across as a pastor's wife is not a ministry partner because that's something we value. Well, and here, just... here's the deal. Even if you start talking about <clears throat> pastor's wife. Yes. Like, everybody in their mind probably that's listening has a different person that came into their mind. Yeah. And it's like saying, well, all pastors do X. Well, no, (laughs) because every pastor is so unique. And yes, there are different things that go Mm -hmm. with that. I, I don't, I mean, we've served, um, four different churches. I served under three different pastor's wives. I had pastor's wives growing up. Um, I know a lot of uh, pastors' spouses mm-hmm. now. Like, I know a lot. And uh, they're all different. Oh, absolutely. And so their level of involvement is different. Their giftings are different. Uh, so many things. So to even throw a blanket on there is really difficult. And we have to also acknowledge that there is a big struggle out there. There's a what we have Which to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> which which yeah, one? Yeah, you're going to have to be more specific. So what I mean by this is, so as I was studying, researching for my doctorate, uh, talking, re- researching resilience in ministry, how to develop ministry resilience. The bounce back, yeah. I came across some research on some of the stressors that specifically uh, pastor's wives experience. And as I was reading this, to be honest, I became alarmed. I became <laughs> alarmed at this because first off, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I I have a wife who's a, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, there's a, there's a lot of people out there. And my concern is that their thoughts, their struggles maybe aren't being heard. And so uh, I can tell you they're not, they're not, I know they're not because I talk to a lot of them. And so as a, <laughs> so as a pastor, uh, as a, someone who obviously care about my wife, but I care, you know, we we have to address the you care about the ministry in the, general the ministry in, in general, general because yeah. i really believe a healthy church is going to have a healthy ministry marriage they're leading the church and so 
there, there's a lot of these concerns that I don't think are being addressed. And so that's really what's behind this podcast and how do we talk through it? All that. Yeah, because this is something that like we don't talk about. No. Because as a pastor's wife, you don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, it feels odd to talk about. And, and, and so that just stays under the radar. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be really clear because yeah. I am a pastor and a pastor's wife, yes. which I know is throwing some people off even listening. <laughs> um, we can have another podcast about that. Yes. Uh, so, sorry, I got, I got, we do. I got lost about that. We it's will. just funny. Uh, okay. So, uh, I lost my train of thought, but I think I was coming back around. It just still cracks me up. It makes me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all will just forgive me. Okay. Uh, this is something that's not talking about. So we are, a value that we have is yes. that we are research-based. This yes. is not just coming in with our opinion. Could I come in with a lot of my own stories? Sure. Like really positive stories and super mm-hmm. negative ones. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely could come. We're really trying in this podcast to not do that. To, uh, Of course, my own, I might share a personal experience or two. But really, this is coming from lots of research, uh, reading, you just mm-hmm. talked about reading yeah. books, uh, surveys that mm-hmm. you have done of hundreds of pastors, literally not just surveying in a random way, but a scientific survey that was yes. approved for a doctoral project. Mm-hmm. So there was, uh, multiple levels yes. of, you know, accuracy in that. Um, also this is through lots of conversation. I know a lot of mm-hmm. pastors, wives in a lot of different areas of the country. And so People will not be able to figure yeah. out who if I share a story from one of mine, uh, friends or anything like that. I've also spoken at several women in ministry events mm-hmm. um, around the country and have had people come up and share things with me. We've been able to mentor yes. uh, different couples via Zoom mm-hmm. or phone calls. And so there's this is coming from a right, wide variety of sources. I've had men come up to me and say, what, what do I, my, my wife mm-hmm. wants out? Uh, well, literally she's true. or she's tr- what do i do you know you you probably have that a lot more um than i do uh, women just want you know advice and things like mm-hmm. or maybe i mean some have said i want to get out of the ministry how can i yeah. do that but you probably have men coming up yep. to you which i know you do of give me advice how have you handled this I yes. mean, we have a lot of questions how have your kids handled certain situations so this anyways we're getting back on track yes let's get back on track Sorry. um so why this is a big Um, If you want to trigger me, let's talk about this. (laughs) Some people say, what is the difference between a pastor's wife and a dentist's wife or an orthodontist's wife or a nurse's wife or a doctor's wife Mm -hmm. or a garbage collector, waste management (laughs) wife, you know, a a postal worker's wife, an attorney's wife? Uh, Huge. Huge difference. Absolutely. Um, there are, I'm sure, some professions that we could mm-hmm. probably lump into this. But um, let me just say, most uh, people, when they're going to the dentist, they don't care if the <laughs> wife is at the office or not. Could they care, don't yeah. care if the wife can play the piano or not, <laughs> or type on a typewriter. They honestly don't care. They just want to make sure that the dentist knows what he's doing. And they, they'll accurately clean their teeth. They may not care if the person has a wife. No, like, right. Like, <laughs> you don't, when you go in to a, a, find a doctor, yes. you don't say, okay, tell me about your marriage. Me, yeah. Before I let you, Absolutely, you know, yep. 
diagnose this issue I'm going through. Tell me about your wife. Does she yes. come into the office a lot? Is she here? Like nobody cares. So it's not the same. Let me just say, yes. like, if you are like in that spot, you're probably going to hate this podcast because um, it, this is coming from the, the spot that there are very, very few professions where mm-hmm. like if you were anything other than yeah. a pastor and, and maybe except for like the president or something, like <laughs> nobody would care right. what I did. Yes. No, you're, but they all care now. Not exactly. all. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, you're right. You're right. And this is a real issue out there that we're trying to address. And it may seem inconvenient. It may seem uncomfortable, but we need to address the issue that people are actually asking that specifically pastor's wives are really struggling with. And so these are the things that the pastor's wife may never share with you, may never tell you, which why we're, which is why we're giving you a glimpse into the life of a pastor's wife. So, okay, you want to no, go? Number one, I think uh, a pastor's wife would tell you uh, if she felt she could. Um, I, I struggle because I feel like I'm always on the job. I feel like I'm I'm always on the job, and still there may be someone that says, "Well, you're not on the job because you don't you're not the person who gets paid, or there, there's no expectation." And I. Th- and I think there is a stressor here because there is an expectation. I hear from from men all the time the unwritten expectations that are placed on their wife. Why why isn't your wife at this event? Or why didn't she come at this time? Why didn't she smile to me? Why didn't she do this or or, Look or at do me that? in the hallway? Why or, didn't she? Yes, I, it, literally. And so you could say maybe she's not on the job description per se, but I, very much I will I will tell you. She is always on the job. She is always on the job. And oftentimes there is, for a pastor's wife, there's no compensation. There's expectation without financial compensation. And I would say this, if someone expects something of a pastor's wife that's greater than they would expect just of a general person, I really believe this is me speaking into the lives of whoever church is watching. Um, I think there should be financial compensation. Because she's a ministry partner. Yeah. She's a ministry partner. Um, I do think we need to take a look as church. What are we expecting as individuals in the congregation? What are we expecting? Um, And just understand that there's an emotional toll that comes from caring for people. The fact that you're caring for people, you you don't have to ask. Okay, like that is, that's it. The emotional toll. It's probably the biggest one. (laughs) Yeah, like... To me, um, this is coming from my perspective. Now, this is this is me here. Uh, yep. You know, being coming to church, being on time, being early, coming to events—that is not what what drains me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I'd rather wear my pajamas right now. You know, <laughs> uh, depending on what church you pastor, you make you may could wear your pajamas. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. That was a joke. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but the emotional <clears throat> toll of caring for the lives and the souls of people is something that I don't think I could ever fully explain. And even if I was able to somehow come up with a articulate, uh, to be able to articulate what I, what I really feel, I still don't feel like you can understand it until it's on you. It's like somebody could explain all day long what it is to be a mom Mm-hmm. And to care, um, and and you could explain it till you're you're blue in the face, and you still won't get it till you right. are a mom. Yes, 
You, you just mm. won't get it. You won't get the love, the responsibility. I mean, I remember the first time I flew with my children in an airplane and I was like, oh my goodness, they felt helpless. I remember yeah. thinking, I'm not putting the mask on, on myself first. I'm going to put it on them like because you, you, you put them in front of you. And I understand all the reasons why not to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying as a pastor, if you are a true shepherd, the emotional toll you carry, I, I don't know how to even describe it. I, and I, I, <laughs> I know I, that's like no. super heavy, but like to care for people's souls. Yes. And when you see them heading in a direction that you know is just, it's like tragedy is awaiting. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know, you can say things and you can pray, but you can't make decisions for people. And that is weighty. And what would you that say? Is what would you say to someone who would say, "Well, I hear you, but let Jesus take the burden." He he tells us to. Just, I'd just say let it I would say you're not reading your Bible. <laughs> That's what I would say. If you say just let Jesus take it, yeah. you don't understand the role of a shepherd. We I understand. would encourage you to read the Old Testament when God is talking about. Uh, the good shepherds and the bad shepherds, mm-hmm. um, the good leaders of the flock or whatever. Uh, I would encourage you to read the words of Jesus and John when he talks about uh, a hired hand versus a true shepherd. I know he's talking about himself. I get it. I understand yes. the context that he's talking about. He's the good shepherd. But there are people that God raises up. Yes, that's to, good. Um, to, to carry the burden of. I mean, I think about Moses. Oh, my. Read about the Exodus. Uh, you know, uh, even when Moses is like complaining to God, like, God, <clears throat> and, and and God says, you know, Moses, they're, they're not doing this to you. They're yeah. doing this to me. I mean, but, you, you know, mm, yeah, I, I, that's what I'd say. No, I'd I say think... you don't understand. If you don't feel the emotional toll of leadership, then I'd say you're a hired hand. Yeah. Now, no, 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 no. There is, there are like boundaries with that. Oh, like, yeah. okay, just like that, my statement could be abused, and yes, I get it. Yes, yeah. I get it. Absolutely. Like, yes, you got to take it over to Jesus. But if you actually care about people, I mean, we could talk about that with our own children. Well, why are you worried about your kids? Don't you trust Jesus? Yeah, and he entrusted me. Yes. He entrusted me to raise them and to make decisions. He entrusted me. Yes. So absolutely. Sorry, I like No, that's good. I think that's that we we have to address it because we can't put a value to the emotional toll that comes with caring for people. So I'm always on the job. This is the stressors. Again, going back to the research, this isn't what we're defining. This is what's already out there in the research. And the second kind of stressor that that your pastor's wife would probably never tell you is this. I feel like people are always wanting something from me rather than investing in me. They're... Every everywhere a pastor's wife goes, I could say this from a perspective of a pastor, but everywhere a pastor's wife goes, there's somebody who they, they want something from you, and there's there's um, they're, they're asking your thought, they're asking your opinion, they're wanting you to pray. All the thing a past to be honest, every pastor's wife I know wants to do. Absolutely. There's no pastor's wife that I know. It's like, oh, I don't want to pray for people. <laughs> no, Absolutely not. I, I want to give advice. All those and so things. So I think yeah. it's not that yeah. they don't want to, but it's this the stress of constantly having to give out. Yes. Uh, that that stressor, I should say, the the weight that comes along with that, and probably you could you could say this comes along with the emotional toll of caring 
that you actually love people and care for people. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, it just goes hand in hand. Yeah. And um, I think probably if we talk to pastors and their wives and spouses 30 years ago or something, we might, you know, just with the changing of times, there's <clears throat> been just changing. Yeah. There's changing. Uh, but people are always accessible now. And I understand that. Some, oh, there she goes again talking about the cell phone. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll keep talking about it because what? it. You know, before you had to call, and any like mm-hmm. you were going to call somebody's home. You know, you were going to maybe be thinking, well, they're eating dinner now, or they may not be home. You know, right? But now you have a cell phone. You you're always you're always available to yes to you know answer or to text and like why haven't you responded to my text and. You know, uh, things like that. So I think I think some of that is is yeah. change of times, uh, but it can be it can be wearing. I yeah, think absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Num- number three, something your pastor's wife probably will never share with you, is she'll she'll say probably I find it difficult to protect my children from the harsh realities of ministry. I find it difficult to protect my children from the harsh realities of ministry. Pastors' wives have this tension between mm-hmm. the, the, Being the a ministry, mom. <laughs> but protecting their home and making sure their home is a mm-hmm. safe haven. Um, and, and to be quite honest, you know, we've even, you know, we can't protect our children from all the harshness of ministry. We can't do it. Um, but nonetheless, that is a, a tension that pastor's wife manage. And I think we need to acknowledge it. Absolutely. I, I think I've been at a lot of pastoral gatherings in the last 20 years. And one of the biggest heart cries of especially the moms, but I, I really mm-hmm. believe the dads as well, is that they're, they're worried about their kids. Yeah. They're they're worried maybe as they're adults, but even in their home, like, okay, I want to make sure that they love the church. Yes. And, uh, and you know, you, you walk this fine line because... When you grow up in a pastor's house, and we talked about this last at right. our last podcast, yeah. talking about pastors' kids being the real heroes of ministry, but there's a lot that they have to, unfortunately, at times see or mm-hmm. maybe feel yeah. the pressure of. Maybe they don't even understand, but they can tell that mom and dad are stressed. Yeah, <laughs> you know that there's other things there, and so um, I, I think there's that that pressure yes. for sure. I hear it a lot. I mean, so many times. No, absolutely, there is. And then, a, and then a final um, struggle stressor that you know the research reveals is I tire of managing the inconvenience of the ministry schedule. So, when we say the inconvenience, what are we saying? What is what do you, what are people saying when they say this? Um, well, I'm just going to speak from what we have seen in others. Mm-hmm. So I think about when we started out in ministry, we had some ministry friends uh, early on when we were. Uh, you know, newly married and we were in similar stages of life. And when I begin to think about some of those individuals throughout the years, Mm -hmm. many of them are no longer in the ministry. Many, Uh, many, many, many. And I think, uh, I think also just having, we've been lead pastors, we've had staff that have come at various seasons and the schedule of Hmm. a pastor can be overwhelming. And I'm not even talking about number of hours of week, yeah. although there are weeks that are obviously right. more demanding than others. Uh, but it's the things that, you know, if you're not in the ministry, you're not mm-hmm. having to think about. So like Sundays are work days. 
I know that like that. Um, I've actually we've actually had people argue with us over that. Like, yeah. well, what, no, Sundays it's... aren't work days. I'm like, well, then you do it every week for yeah. 52 weeks, and then tell me if it's not a work day, <laughs> yeah, exactly. because you right. you don't get the option. Like, we're going camping at the lake this weekend. Like that isn't an option or uh, this is happening, you know, or, hey, you know, we have a family barbecue and we want to schedule it Sunday. Well, guess what? We won't be there. You know, so um, it's impact. It impacts your rhythm. Your rhythm is not like everybody else. Right. That works Monday through Friday. When everybody else is winding down, you're gearing up. Yes. Everybody else is winding down for the Christmas season. You're gearing up. Yes. I mean, think about Christmas Eve. Oh, my goodness. Easter. Absolutely. Thanksgiving, even. Um, New Year's Eve. Uh, All all of the, the various things that become, you know, like... Our Christmas season has had to adapt with yes. being um, in full-time ministry for 20 years. Like, we don't know anything else. Right. Um, but that's where we see a lot of people falter. Uh-huh. And, yep. uh, and so it can be stressful. So there has to be um, a give and take in that. Oh, absolutely. And I think sometimes there's just a lot of taking and not a lot of giving. Right. And what that what that means is there are seasons when things happen. I don't know why it happens this way, but a lot of times things will happen all at once. (laughs) Like you can't, there won't be a whole lot going on. And then all of a sudden you'll have like four funerals in a week. Yeah. Or, um, and I know that that those are real people that are like, you need to minister to their families and a hundred percent. But every time you say yes to something, it creates something that I have to manage. And that's not a bad thing. But when there's a funeral and, you know, our kids have a game, yeah, dad can't be there. Or I have to manage getting somebody else to help me pick up kids in different locations. And so I think those are the unseen. Like, of course, you always want to do that because you care about people. Absolutely. But there's the give and take. And which is why Pastor's Life really not going to say these things. Because she doesn't <laughs> want to come across as complaining. Oh, did, hopefully she, no one heard me doing that. No, I no, no, no. Wasn't. I wasn't. You did not. But what I'm I'll saying is... I'll let you know is, if I'm complaining. <laughs> I, I, we want to give voice to it because I don't think there's many people giving voice to it. Because Pastor's Wives, they want to serve. That's, that's our point. They want to serve. They want to be there. But at the same time, there's these stressors. Well, and it's not just the stressors of church or ministry. I mean, pastors and their spouses are yep. real-life people who have other people who have expectations on them. Absolutely. Like other family members. Yes. And yes. Uh, other things that in their life, like church is super important, but it's not the only stressor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think about with holidays. I mean, there have been... Uh, tension-filled moments with yes. various family members yes. because of situations that mm-hmm. we've just had to say, this is how we do it. And some of that comes right. into that. So oh, absolutely. And I think acknowledging that. So here's the thing. What do we do about it? Yeah, like... what? what so, okay, this is wonderful. <laughs> what do we do about it? This is the power of the podcast because we need to know that, okay, this exists. These stressors exist. This stuff exists. What do we do about it? And there's three groups of people we want to address with this. And the, it's not going to be long. No, it's not like going to be long. You're like looking at the thing going, wow. The, the, right. It's not going to be long. The, what is the pastor to do about it? What is the pastor's wife to do about it? And what, are, what is someone in the congregation, what are they to do about it? So I want to speak real quick to the pastor first. Go ahead. So what's the, what's the pastor supposed to do with this information? I'll say recognize these struggles and be sensitive to them. 
just recognize them. Just be sensitive to them. Uh, don't do what I do sometimes and try to figure out when you're presented with a problem, I gotta find the solution because the solution may not be readily available really quick. Once that's why you're put together, you should both come up with the solution. Ab See, that's <laughs> That's good. Um, do, do some periodic check-ins. Do some periodic, hey, how's it going? I don't know, just find ways to check in, to just gauge. You don't wanna get to a crisis point. Right. So you, this is where a lot of people are in ministry yes. right now. Yes. I'm hearing it overwhelmingly. Oh, right now specifically. It's right now, like I am on my last thread, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So you gotta do check-ins, uh -huh. like how are you doing? Uh, and not in a patronizing way, like I'm just checking so I can make sure that you're still good with what I'm doing. No, like I heard this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, checking like, off a list. I, yeah, <laughs> I just really want to know, like, right. is there, you know? Yes. Do I need to take a day off so we can just have some time? Like, yeah, sorry. Uh, no, that's good. Make oh, sure. Oh, I just want to make sure you're taking your time off. <laughs> yeah. Make sure. Oh, I I just can't stress this. You know, make sure you're taking it off. And uh, and I would say this like on your day off is Fridays. That's the day off that we we do things together. In recent weeks, there's been a lot of events on Fridays, yep. and we really try not to. But there's things that you can't always control, like like we were talking about funerals and weddings and things like that. If that's going to be the case, then another day has to become a day off. It's yes. just. If not, it just becomes overwhelming. I think being flexible in this matter is huge. Mm -hmm. And then um, communicate with your spouse before scheduling things. I know some people will look at me when I say, when they, hey, can we schedule this? And rather than saying, yes, let's do this, I'll often say, I'd love to. Hold on, let me check with Rochelle, um, and then we'll move forward. It's not because uh, Rochelle keeps my schedule and is the arbiter of what I can and cannot do. I am an adult, obviously, absolutely, but we are a partnership. So, well, you real you realize that anytime you say yes to something, I'm really committing you on some level, correct? On a, on a very big level. There you go, you got it. See, and you so, know, you know. And so I'm not saying can I? No, I'm saying hey, is this going to work? work with? Sometimes what it will. We've got going on. Not a problem. Sometimes it won't. Hey, let's reschedule. So it's not like can I can I go out and play today? So and I think some people think that. No, absolutely not. We're ministry partnership. Okay, so that's the pastor. Uh, now yeah. you're the pastor's wife. Again, if you're the pastor's husband, like I, I don't know. I, I mean, these may be transferable, but I'm not. I'm, I'm a wife, so I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> uh, have a Sabbath, like, like to to the best of your ability. And I know this is probably like I'm <laughs> not very good at this, but even on those days when you're not working, you're not doing anything for the church. Like you're doing things, but you're not working. Um, really try to not make that the focus of conversation. Yeah. There are times when we literally have to say, we're not going to talk about this at all. Yes. Um, and no, I think that's absolutely. important. Um, take vacations, go away as a family, go away, like away, far, far away. Um, sometimes <laughs> far, far away. No, no like good. down the road doesn't feel like you, you know, went somewhere and get out uh, of the space. Like so sometimes I, I mean, I'm talking like over a hundred miles um, mm -hmm. maybe over a thousand miles. Um, just go. Um, here's a big one. Invest in yourself. Yeah. So I, I have a mentor in my life. I pay this person to, to mentor me. Um, they're valuable in my life. I have a monthly, um, time of talking and, and going through, you know, even yes. advice giving, <laughs> 
Um, they they are biblical, like based. I mean, it's so important. Yes. Um, I think this is really important for pastors' wives um, and for women in the ministry, men in the ministry, to have somebody that you can talk to uh, that doesn't go to your church, that doesn't have any other, um, what's the word, like, like they're just for you. They yes. don't have any conflicting loyalties. They're, they're confidants, really. Yes. Yeah. They're not, they don't have a loyalty to your church or they don't have a loyalty to like somebody else. Mm-hmm. So they want to tell you a certain things. They're just loyal to you. Absolutely. They just want your best. And, um, and I think, uh, this has literally been a lifeline to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can invest in yourself in a lot. I mean, like, I went back to, and got my master's degree. That was investing. It, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I'm, yeah. I want to do it again. Um, loved it. You know, there's um, invest, but having somebody yes. that you can talk to. Uh, this is, you know, news is coming down the, yeah. the, 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 oh, the pike. But we uh, have officially been um, granted as a 501c3 And you're going to see a whole lot more information about that in the coming podcast. But we want to mentor others who are in the ministry. I mean, anybody, but really specifically Mm -hmm. um, want to be that for other um, pastors and pastor spouses, women in ministry, things like that. And so you're going to have opportunities even to get information about that in the the coming months. Because it is such a lifeline. It is such a lifeline. Like somebody has invested in me. And I want to invest in others in this way uh, to even bounce off, hey, this is what's happening. I need your advice, you know. And I would say your church and you can't can, can't afford not to. I yeah, really, I mean, I, I really, I really believe, believe the church should be investing in that yes. for you. Um, you need that because you can't go to, you can't do that with anybody in Absolutely. your congregation. Absolutely. So. so someone's in the congregation, they're like, what can I do? And I'll just say this to, to anybody in the congregation, any member attender, find ways to encourage your pastor's wife. Find ways to legitimately just encourage. Maybe it's verbally. Maybe it's a text. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's just a card. Just in some way, um, send an encouragement. Um, and then be be cognizant of the demands placed upon them. Don't feel like you have to fully understand the demands because you may not and you don't have to. But just be cognizant, be honoring, be encouraging. And I think in that way, People can literally minister to pastors' lives in ways that you wouldn't even be able to to imagine or even know on this side of eternity. Yes, I really believe that. So, so kind of a heavy topic, but but something that every person in the congregation can can help, can yes. can do something about. Absolutely. Um, and so. Uh, I hope this has been helpful. Take a moment, if it has, go ahead and share this. Go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Um, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We want to get this out to as many people as possible. We're praying for you, pastors' wives. Specifically, we're praying for you. God's hand is on you. Um, but we're so excited to see you right here. Can't wait until next time. as We see you right here on the Deep yes. Rooted Podcast. We'll see you next time. Yes.